0: What's going on? Welcome to the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. I'm your host, Josh, here with my co host. And KG. the reason I messed up, In is the- I, was, I was trying to make a Star Wars intro. <laughs> I
1: don't know. I'm In
0: not. The a- house! Not a crazy Star Wars person, but May the Fourth be with everyone. Oh, uh, that's up. what you're doing. That's that's what I'm trying to get at here, and I failed miserably. Uh, but hopefully, you're still with us. Uh, we're gonna jump right into Mailbox Monday today. Before we do, Kyle has some exciting news.
1: Yeah. So we have said for our 60 day challenge. Today is the first day, but we did open up three more spots for anyone who just wants like a last minute hey you know what i'm ready for this i've heard you guys talk about a million times but now i'm finally ready to commit so first link in the description this is literally the last time we will be allowing people we're not going to be allowing it a week from now two weeks from now anything like that if you are looking to transform and get on our very affordable 60-day challenge with the opportunity to win over three thousand dollars worth of prizes check us out first link in the description and uh you know let's let's do this we're already started uh everyone's already got their programs everyone's already kick-started but if you you do sign up today we'll get everything sent out immediately and you'll be good to go and you'll be on the same track as us
0: and that's exactly it we don't want to you know beat this like uh you know continue to get at it beat it like something (laughs) um But uh, we, we really wanna encourage everyone, You know, if you're someone serious about taking a chance, and you know, not even a chance, actually serious about investing and getting in the best shape of your life and challenging yourself to take it to that next level and to be part of a challenge with over $3,000 surprises and everything, You know, this is literally the last chance you have till the spots sell out and then we're gonna take away the link and that is gonna be that. So once again, if you wanna take advantage of that, first link in the bio down below and uh, if you don't want to do that, it's in our Instagram or you can go to ColossusFitness.com slash challenge. Yeah, buddy. Let's do this. All right. We're going to jump right into quotes. What do you got?
1: So uh, it's funny because today we were working out and uh, our buddy Jeremy, um, he has a killer transformation, by the way. Check out our Instagram. He uh, He's one of Josh's online clients and our friends. But anyways, he asked, he's like, hey, how many reps do I have to do? And Josh is like five. He's like five. He's like, that's when you start counting. Uh, five more after you start counting. What what was the like the exact phrase you used? I'm butchering so it So right I now. said
0: Jeremy Jeremy came out to me, we we're doing abs, and he said how many reps? And I said five reps. He goes, five reps." I said, "You know, you're, I want you to start counting only when it burns, and when Jeez. it hurts." So it's uh, yeah, different so, for everyone
1: <laughs> for Arnold, like his quote, uh, very similar to what Josh just said was the last three or four reps is what makes the muscle grow. And I like really kind of resonated with me. It was a good reminder. I know, I know we've talked about it before, but especially for like a smaller muscle group, like abs or like rear delts or like lateral raises and stuff. I find sometimes I get so stuck in like the prescribed three by 12, which is great to follow the program. But there's times where I just like, I let loose and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to absolutely go to like, till failure and just like, Until it starts burning that's when I'll start counting and I actually tried doing that for abs today And you know, I'm not a person that really enjoys training abs but when I was doing my Russian twists and my leg raises and even cable crunches, I was like, holy crap like decline um what's it called weighted uh weighted sit-ups which is one of josh's favorite ab exercises which is really underrated i just like felt like a beast and that's just a good reminder that you know sometimes we can go a lot further than we tell ourselves. and that you know if i were to like let's say do three by 12 on the cable crunch i probably still have 12 reps left in the tank so i just started counting when it really felt the burn when i felt the contraction and it worked really well
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. And funny enough uh, that you used an Arnold quote because I got this from a video I was watching. I'm still watching it. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, 2018, the speech that broke the Internet. It's just a 12 minute speech. And he was saying how, uh, you know, to be the greatest, you just got to do that extra little bit. And he was him or someone else asked Muhammad Ali, hey, how many setups do you do? And he said, I don't know. I don't count until it starts burning. So that's what inspired me for that. And I thought, you know, sometimes it's fun and, you know, Failure is a tool you want to use effectively in your routine. You don't want to always use it for obvious reasons because, you know, you would be overextended and it will kind of over affect you. That's why we use principles like RAR reps and reserve and things such as that. But what's really valuable about it, like Kyle said, is, you know, you think you're doing, let's say, three sets of eight with an RAR one, meaning you have one rep left in the tank. Um, but then one day you go, hey, I'm going to go to failure and you do 25 reps. You mean really shooting yourself short, right? So it's a great way to kind of realize what you are capable of achieving. And that's uh, a lot of fun in that little bit of a challenge. Yeah. But- Buddy. All right, we're gonna go into my quote. If you cannot do great things, do small things in a great way. Jeez. Napoleon Hill. So you know, I I think like I've said, you know, people always want to do the craziest thing. They want to compare outwards. They want to be the best. You know, and that's all great and good. But at the end of the day, sometimes it's just doing about things you can do, and even if they're small things, and you know, you just gotta take what's in front of you. Kyle said uh, he's been saying a lot lately. It's not about doing the best thing it's just about the next thing
1: right? yeah just like whatever you do next that's what it's all about you know, yeah like enough. you just gotta take perfect.
0: action and do something right and that's kind of what i was thinking about there and even today you know just sharing a fun little thought i'm listening to the book uh deep work i forget who it's by but it's actually a pretty excellent book and there's a lot of cool principles but he was talking about the philosophy of change and happiness and stuff and i thought it was pretty applicable um to just kind of everything we talk about here because he was saying how there's this one uh lady who wrote a book when she found out she had terminal cancer and how it actually enlightened her and allowed her to see life in a more positive and happy way. And she felt she lived a better life even without the cancer because she talked a lot about flow state. And he was saying also how, you know, most of us we think we're really happy when we're relaxed and chilling, but usually they found, you know, a lot of research found we're the most happy when we're giving a challenge or a task or something to do because we're in a state of flow. You know, we have a clear objective, we have purpose. And usually, you know, when we're left alone to our own vices, that's when we start to think about everything that's wrong with our lives everything we could do better you know whereas when you're busy you get that little bit of happiness and they're saying how you can take that mental state and that kind of paradigm shift and apply it to the rest of your life so even with her you know instead of her thinking about her terminal cancer, he was thinking in the minute for or for her, she would just think of, oh, how delicious the martini she was having is or how beautiful the weather is on the walk she's going. And by like living in the minute and, you know, seizing the opportunity and staying busy and being in that flow state, it's super valuable, right? So instead of thinking about great things, you know, take the small things really make them count, you know, really be aware. And, you know, even like every set, for instance, you know, instead of thinking, oh, I don't know if I can finish the workout, take it set by set, or if you're having trouble with your nutrition, you know, and it's too scary to look at a, a diet for 30 days or 60 days, say, hey, I'm just gonna start with one meal, That I'm going to go to one day, and then before you know it, you'll get exactly there. So a little bit just of a thought cue. um, I definitely recommend that book, Deep Work. It's a really cool book. It's about how the principle of everything, you know, is just seen to be, you know, better because it's social. Um, He used the example of one um, person or what I forget what they'd be called a reporter, I guess, Uh, a journalist rather for like, uh, and she would do all these amazing pieces on war and how it affects countries. And um, she would send out one tweet like every four days, like super robotically, because she was probably pressured to do so for a job. And, you know, you just naturally think, oh, because it's virtual, it's better. But he was saying how, you know, there's a lost skill of just being very intentional and focused in the moment. And same with the workout, right? You know, like to really hit those reps, be focused, not doing a million other things. And, you know, same with work, same with life in general general, you know, even if you're doing something relaxing or you're on a walk to enjoy that walk and not think about everything you gotta do when you get home or anything of that principle or to enjoy every bite of food and enjoy what you do have as opposed to what you do don't have. So cool little thought uh thing to think about. Definitely would recommend that book. I'm really enjoying it so far. I'm gonna give that a listen. I'm I'm I think I got it from you actually. Yeah, I know. (laughs)
1: I'm 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 finishing up uh what's it called? Um I'm finishing up the power of habit right now and it's funny that you brought that up it's a it's a tremendous book and I you know if you want to jump on to our email list um, each week now we're going to send out recommendations with you know our videos our podcasts and then like a quote of the week as well as just like our favorite book Um, that deep work will probably be the next week but um, for me I'm finishing up the power of habit people said that they really liked the email that we sent out but um, similar to what Josh was saying like I truly believe that anybody will succeed on their journey or like whatever it is you're trying to achieve if you're more focused on the small things and that's why like when we do our check-ins when we set our goals like we're not focused on two years from now it's like those little little things and even in the power of habit they keep talking about like for people who are alcoholics or have gambling addictions or whoever has food addictions it's not about like you know even at the alcoholics anonymous stuff they're not making massive changes they're just making little shifts in their cues that'll help them change the reward but then Um, Sorry, that'll help them change the routine, but then give them the same reward that we're all craving that like satisfaction of feeling like You know that that buzz or whatever you feel afterwards So like even for anybody who's looking to change a habit, it's not like a massive shift It's just like these little things day by day with little cues and you're still you're you're gonna instantly change not instantly But over time you'll change it. So yeah, I just i'm so focused on the small things and I I think it's just huge and that kind of brings us into our thoughts that um, I guess you can jump, like, we're going to add this little category. So it's going to go quote, uh, it's going to go thoughts. It's if we go have any,
0: no pressure, but, yeah, you know, if it's we have a little any, like, fun. And because I was listening to that, I'm like, oh, I really want to share this with someone. Yeah. What a better place in the pod. Like, Mailbox Monday is a little more laid back. Uh, we like adding value in different ways. And instead of being stuck to the, you know, rigid paradigms of questions where we can only really talk about what we're asked, uh, this way we can kind of share what's really exciting and new in our minds. Yeah.
1: So this brings me to the small things like, um, is that what you wanted to share? Did you want to share anything else? That was pretty much it. But it? before
0: you get to that, you know, even to add on, I haven't read um, Power of Habit in a long time. That was one of the first books I think I ever read in terms of self-help. It's crazy. I remember man. I was starting a lifeguarding job and like um, my mom's like, oh, you should read when you lifeguard. So she bought me a book. And that was actually like one of the first books. And I've since given it to my brother. And now he he's really obsessed with it too. And I know he's posting it a lot, which is pretty awesome. Um, but it's really cool even, you know, how, that book probably did help me get to where i am now and i'm definitely want to revisit it and seeing all the praise for it i have his new book and i haven't gotten into that either but you know even to kyle's point of the small things i was just saying to him the other day i'm so thankful like i shared to everyone with this quarantine how i said i was really gonna apply myself to try to double down on my diet my training my nutrition my sleep and as a result of it, how good I feel. Because, you know, even with this quarantine and everything going on, I I definitely do sympathize how people are gaining weight and, you know, feeling purposeless and feeling demotivated and, you know, potentially even depressed. Like I can definitely sympathize with that. But what's really important is, you know, just know that that could happen to me. It could happen to Kyle. But, you know, we have these fundamental pillars where working out is a non-negotiable. Like it's something we do. We don't go, ah, do I feel like it? And it's like, no, I have it scheduled. I know what days I'm doing it. If I don't have a gym, no problem, I'll do it at home. If I can go to a park, I'll go to a park if I can't, etc. You know, it's just about saying that, hey, this is something I'll do. I'll work it into my life and getting at it. And these small habits of, you know, getting to bed on time results in you getting up early enough results in you, you know, actually doing stuff in the morning, getting to the gym, eating health, and like just as good things compound, negative things compound. But I'm sure you're going to go way more into detail about the small things.
1: I love it, man. Yeah, so um, every week I just put on on my spreadsheet for my nutrition, I have my main goal, get shredded and lose 15 pounds or so in 60 days. And my small weekly goal this week is to overlog everything just to be safe and literally log everything. And I find I've been doing pretty good. I've lost like 10-ish pounds, but then now I'm starting to kind of become a bit like not stuck, but I'm just not making the progress I should be making. So, um, because of the fact that I've been logging so long, I've gotten comfortable with a bunch of things and I haven't been logging my, 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 my milk, for example, which could be 40 calories in the morning. And then like, there's just a lot of things that could be going wrong. So it's just a good reminder for even myself as a, a fitness and, and nutrition coach to like go back to the fundamentals, to readdress some things and to, you know, bring out the drawing board again and see what I can do better. Cause, um, I do believe that there are some things like I could be off a couple hundred hundred calories just like maybe tweaking the shawarma that I'm having or maybe my breakfast so like I'm going right back to the basics and like even Josh has been eating like so healthy he said and that's been really helping him out as well. But for me even like the small thing and I've always said like you can just literally not lose weight if you are over by like just like the little things that you add to your coffee to your to your sauce your like or sorry the sauces you put on and like all those things. So for me this week I'm overlogging everything just like I said to be safe. I'm I'm everything that goes into my mouth boom it's going into my fitness pound, I'll probably realize some big things. And when I hit my next way and I'll probably drop like four pounds and it's just, uh, it is what it is. This something that's been on my mind and that I wanted to try to kind of conquer this week. Yeah.
0: And that's awesome. You know, even with me, I think, uh, well, somewhere where I'm always tempted to struggle and I'm sure a lot of clients do as well as, is- For instance, you know, I'll usually alternate between two and three tablespoons of peanut butter in my oatmeal in the morning. I love to talk about my oatmeal, don't I? (laughs) I swear every time I find a way to talk about my oatmeal. Anyways, right? So two to three is very different. I think it's almost 100 calories, uh, the difference in peanut butter, 80 or something. I don't know. It's something like that. But it's fairly significant. And I'm tempted, you know, each day to just copy over the previous day. Um, And then who cares? Oh, it's only one more tablespoon of peanut butter. And I weigh it too. Um, You know, like I'm... I think i said it but i used to work at a smoothie bar and peanut butter is one of the favorite things people would want on their smoothies and people go i'm being healthy right and i'd make them this smoothie and i like logged everything that was in it we had a small and a large um and i remember too like this tiny you know like girls are really fit whatever like i'm being healthy and i make the smoothie and i logged it all and it was like 900 calories hmm. right because i'd put like four tablespoons of full like full fat peanut butter in there right and when you're looking at like almost 400 calories of peanut butter with everything else it would really add up and Even to me, you know, if I have peanut butter in that and I have it in my smoothie and I underlog it and I lie to myself and I say, ah, same crap, you know, two, three, whatever, it's minuscule. You look at that, that two tablespoons I miss is 160 calories. And yes, I'm eating more calories, but you can see how that's just one small example in my day and how that could, you know, basically be the result of why I'm not losing weight. So you have to be very honest with yourself. Is there oil in your food? Did you put mayonnaise in it? You know, like it it sucks to actually log it as it is and, you know, it can make you uncomfortable and you know but the truth is if you cheat the numbers you're really only cheating yourself and your own results so it's just a lot better to be more accurate and like Kyle said when in doubt overlock it a bit like Chances are, if you're eating it out, it probably has more oil than you think. It's probably got more butter than you think. It's just the reality of the situation. So, you know, being honest with yourself is huge. And even in my head in the past, I've wanted to skip reps. Like I'll squat and it'll be, for instance, today I had three three sets of six, four or five squats. Um, And not so much with compounds, but it's more so with like lateral raises and stuff. You know, I'll get to that 10th, 11th rep and I'm doing 12 and I'll just go, ah, good enough. And I'll put them down and then I'll be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So every time I do that, I force myself to do double whatever I missed. Cause I catch myself wanting to slack and I just, you know, take a sec and I do two more and I make myself, you know, like, you know, if you're going to lie to anyone, don't lie to yourself.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's so true. And even for me, I feel like if I nip this in the butt right now, like I don't want for the next four weeks to just not be dropping in the bud, sir. Yeah exactly so
0: did you know that it's bud not butt butt bud bud. bud nip it in the bud nip it in the bud isn't that oh, funny i didn't know that i, thought it was I only knew that butt. like a year ago it's pretty sad for me too you would think it's butt it's bud is i think a plant see that's kind of a funny thing too but fun facts there you go i there's some funny ones the sayings are the best too like if you actually look up sayings i always like saying let's kick this pig and people are like, what the heck are you talking <laughs> about, right? But it's like pigskin is a football. So to start the game, you kick a football. So by saying, let's kick this pig, you're saying, like, let's get going here, right? So, And I know there's a lot of fun ones, especially in Southern America, but yeah. I love it. <laughs> client shout out, buddy. <laughs> Such a random side thing, but, you know, a lot of fun, right? Um, okay, so client shout out. We're going to go ahead and where are we at oh yeah my boy cam he's been absolutely beasting it um mean you know, that guy's finding no excuses and he i said buddy have you been killing it you've been running your home workouts have you been doing them twice he's like yeah and i'm like well try and run that leg three times the leg workout three times over because once again with the home workouts we really want to slam volume especially for someone who you know he's bulking up right now he's looking really good really nice and thick you know he's got that muscle density coming in we're excited to shred him from that as we get in the 60-day shred and I said, try and run it three times. And he's like, all right, I will do it. And he found a way to do it. Said it took him two hours. Jeez. Sometimes, you know, like these big mental barriers, when you can beast them out, it's such a good feeling. But yeah, he's done absolutely fantastic. You can see his transformation on the Instagram there.
1: Yeah, that guy's a freaking beast, man. It's, uh, well, we'll have the photo up, but it's just funny, like his his, his transformation, like, you know, um, we've had quite a few inquiries because he took one of the photos from someone took it and then the other photo he took himself. So there's mirror, no tag. Yeah. Yeah, anyways, there's no tattoos on one side, but anyways, it's well, a real... Tra- is, the, the photos flip, like but you the take photos a photo
0: flip. in a mirror. It's like... Yeah. Forget what it is. I think when you take Inverted, a selfie or, in a car, it looks like you're driving when you're in the passenger seat, right? Yeah. There, there's some weird thing, but people will be like, oh, where does tattoos go? And yeah. So, I'm fixing it. You'll see it proper. Yeah, though. but
1: man, that is a killer transformation. Like, it's... Every time I look at it, I'm like, dang, dude, like, that is a body that every freaking guy wants to achieve. So, I mean, yeah, good work, bro. <laughs> no, uh... <laughs> a little bit awkwardness there but seriously no, like you gotta all, you but... gotta pay the respect when you see guys like it like especially because i hear the work that puts in like even our, our boy jeremy like these guys just work hard man i respect it you know like i i admire that so i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna work to try to beat these guys transformations but no it's 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 awesome to see and huge respect to you bro
0: all right next question so, hey guys i want to know what we use to reduce stretch marks. So I guess, what can you use to reduce stretch marks? So yeah, if you notice you're getting them and you're getting them early, uh, one of the best things you can do is there's a pregnancy cream, and I've actually encouraged a lot of people to do this um, for stretch marks, right? Um, It's just like a butter, essentially. And if you notice you are getting them and you're worried about getting them, I would highly recommend it. Stretch marks really just come down to, you know, how quick you're changing your body and, you know, basically how thick your skin is. So once again, it will really just depend on you, um, you know, and you might get them, you might not. I have hardly any whatsoever. And I ha- did do things pretty aggressively. But if you find you're getting them, I would definitely buy that cream. It sounds funny to go out and buy a pregnancy cream, but that is literally your best bet.
1: Yeah, I mean, I remember when I, I started to get some, I used bio oil a bit. I've heard really good things. I don't know how much it worked because I wasn't like very consistent with it, but I have heard that. You know bio oil does help as well with stretch marks but i'm sure yours is going to help a lot more specific. i mean you'll probably
0: do better just to search on a pregnancy form best yeah. thing to prevent stretch. that's true yeah they all they'll, they'll do more than we will <laughs> yeah but it's still a fun question right okay next up how should i change my macros to minimize muscle loss and weight gain during the quarantine
1: oh man this is a it's a pretty uh interesting one i mean like my true answer for most people is i ha- like especially my all my online clients like literally nothing has changed and The main reason is because i've been highly encouraging people to try to imagine that they're still at work They're still moving and and mimic that effect. For example, even for me, i'm not doing like nearly as much personal training So I used to get like five to seven thousand steps literally just from that So i've just been having to make it up from like walking from working out a little bit more And truthfully like you'll have to take a look and see how active are you actually but I think a good goal is to like just to keep you sane and just to still feel really good and you know loosen up the hips and just like try to you know move more to pretty much just mimic like what you used to do you know if you used to walk around the office okay you know walk around your house uh when you would go grab that coffee or go for lunch or something like that but i mean i guess it depends like you could definitely decrease it a bit but i'd like just highly encourage not only for your sanity but for your health to try to just move as much as it used to move. So I mean I'm sure you have a, g- a good answer for that as well. But that's kind of where I'm at for for this question.
0: Yeah, no. For me, uh more than anything, I found a lot of my clients want to cut their calories a ton. And I pretty much, you know, just adjusted most of my clients' macros to ensure they're just at their new maintenance. So if you're moving less, you just need to kind of bring it down. Some people are still finding to move the same. So what's the point of making any change? And you know, once again a lot of people are like, oh I like I kinda want to cut and especially like bigger people who are powerlifting and you know have a lot of muscle and a lot of size you know, it's kind of tough when you're already having less stimulus and less muscular volume kind of, you know, pushed on you. So it can be a little challenging if you also drop calories, because that is where you will lose a little bit of muscle, um, potentially. So to avoid that, you know, I've really tried to drill as much volume I can, especially into my more veteran lifters. If they're at home, uh, keep calories pretty near to where they are to make sure they're not gaining to make sure they're not losing, being consistent with that, you know, really just focusing on eating good foods, really, you know, kind of empowering yourself, but just adjusting it very specifically to each uh, situation. And that's the beauty of coaching, you know, ma- no matter what happens, if a meteorite <laughs> hits tomorrow, you know, I'll find a way to get everyone cooking, all my clients will be okay.
1: Yeah, like, that's the thing is, I mean, going back to like my answer, I I, I definitely agree with what you're saying, because like, I'm, I'm thinking to every each individual client that I've helped, and like, everyone's situation is so different. There's, you know, obviously the general rule of thumb I have, but then there's someone who says, "Hey, like, listen, I, 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 I'm just, I'm wanting to eat less." Okay, cool. Let's make some changes here. Okay, hey, I'm feeling this way, and then we just make changes based on like the results they want, how they're feeling, and if it's like sustainable for them. Like someone who used to maybe eat 4,500 calories on a bulk or like 4,000, if they're just a stuck at home all day, like. I'm probably not going to have them eating that much, like based on just what's happening and just the, the workout routine and all that good stuff. So it can vary, but you know, it's just, it's, it's a tough one to say for sure.
0: Yeah. It's one of these ones where there is no uniform answer, right? You just essentially look at your goal, look at what you're doing to achieve your goal and keep it more or less the same. And it's even tougher because normally I could give you a better answer. If you said, Oh, I'm away for two weeks or I'm having a surgery and I can't live for three weeks. Like those, I'm like, okay, I can work with that. But I don't know when the gyms will come back. So, you know, we really just have to balance your goals, what you're doing now, um, and, you know, your aspirations to really be. I guess goals and aspirations are similar, but you need to weigh in a lot of factors. And then once I know all the factors, you know, I can create a better plan. If Kyle goes, hey, you know, I finished my bulk, I'm just about ready to cut, I'm moving a little less, like, I want to keep all the muscle I physically can, and I'm cool to wait to cut. Uh, I want to cut, but I can wait till summer. Then I'm like, okay. Let's just drop your, you know, keep your macros as high as we can so we're in a good position to cut, adjust your new maintenance, really push a lot of volume, and then when you're ready to cut, hopefully the gyms are back open, we can jump into it. We can wait it out if you're comfortable waiting. If they don't open back up, you know, we'll just get into a cut a little more aggressive later on, but if he's like, hey, I have a lot of muscle, I'm okay if I lose a little bit of muscle, but I want to start treading now, you know, especially I'm at home, I'll lose my mind, I'll just end up eating things I shouldn't, like let's get me cutting, then I'll go ahead and just put him into his diet just the same. Really push volume and get at it. But that's why we need to know uh, a whole situation.
1: Yeah. I mean, that kind of did we, I guess we answered well, I mean, not fully, but will i lose muscle for my home workouts
0: oh yeah that's the next question yeah i mean okay so what i've been telling people is a home workout is a band-aid you know we have talked about this before uh home workouts are great you know calisthenics get a lot of hype people are like oh yeah i want that calisthenics body the the truth is like i you could get the same muscular stimulus kyle could doing lateral raises just lifting his arms up um just to the side like literally just lifting his arms it would probably take him a thousand or two thousand repetitions compared to me who's using 30 pound dumbbells, right? So you do have to understand it is two very different things. So if you're doing home workouts, you need to do a significantly more volume. For instance, I can squat to failure probably like, I don't freaking know, like say 500 and some pounds, five times or something, six times, eight times, whatever it may be, and I'll reach failure. For me to go to failure with bodyweight squats, squats, I, I don't know, I'd probably need 80 to 100 reps, right? And I don't even know if that'd be failure, I just get kind of tired if anything, right? So they're two very different forms of stimulus. However, it's not to say a home workout isn't effective. It's just, it is a big paradigm shift for your brain, you know, going from, okay, I'll give it everything for eight. Whereas if you're doing 80 reps or 30 reps and pushing high volume, right? That's where those tools we talked about and how to improve your home workouts, like pre-fatigue, cluster sets, drop sets, super setting, AB, like all these things are really, really effective for that. So, it's not to say you'll lose muscle. If anything, we want to try and maintain it, but I wouldn't expect to gain a ton. And maybe you'd lose a little. It really just depends how long this goes on. But once again, you'd lose a lot more muscle by doing nothing.
1: Yeah, 100%. And if you do want to go back, we had a really good episode that, like, if you take everything into consideration, um, our last Thursday episode, eight tools to maximize your home workouts take all of these things into consideration and, uh, and and add them into the routine. And once again, yeah, the goal is to at least like just maintain as everything you've been working towards. And I do find though, like going back to the whole calorie intake question that if you are looking to make sure you're literally losing no muscle like the last thing you want to do is go from 3,000 calories to 2,000. because i do find that like you know if everything's decreasing you're used to lifting lifting four to five thousand um or sorry four to five hundred pounds and then you're like you also are not lifting as much and then you're doing a bunch of cardio and then you decrease your calories a ton there's a higher chance that you'll be lifting but you know if you're at the gym and you're still lifting similar weights and still getting as much volume and still doing all that stuff and you decrease your calories in that case it'll be uh, less of a chance to lose muscle so it's it's something to think about for your given situation for sure like what you want to do and what you want to accomplish
0: yeah exactly what's the next question uh is the swoosh
1: effect real where you hold on to weight for a while and then it dumps flushes out at once and you drop a bunch of weight is this real or false
0: yeah so this is a, a really fun question because once again there there's an interesting balance between what's shown in studies and what you know to be true and what i will see is someone holding weight for a while then all of a sudden you'll see a really significant drop like three four pounds you know like someone who will not lose i know they're doing everything properly and then they see it and you know that's why more than anything i think i would say it's real but it's not real in the sense of oh just because your weight's not moving one day it'll drop like there's just a lot of factors that go into weighing in for instance right like It could be Kyle had a good list, uh, like when you go to the bathroom, what time you're eating your food, uh, where your scale is positioned, is your scale broken, um, like all these things. So that's why weight isn't a be all end all, in my opinion. It's just a tool I like to use. And unfortunately, people get very caught up on it. It's just one of the best tools to gauge changes in your body. But people will become too obsessed with it, like you know, numerically, right? Like, oh, I want to be this weight, or this number looks good, or oh, I didn't lose weight. Am I even progressing? And you look at someone's photos, you're like, man, like I've had some people that have literally never changed weight; they didn't care to, and they look like a whole different person. Mm -hmm. Like it's incredible, right? So I would say it it can be real, but there's more factors that goes into it. Like, did you go to the bathroom when you're drinking? When you're eating? And However, sometimes it's true. You will hold and all of a sudden, boom, you'll see that big drop and then you're at that new low and that's how it goes. And once again, there's a million factors that go into weighing in. So I'd say it's a real thing, but I would say it's a lot more complicated than you would think and it's not really something you can regulate. But more than anything, you know, it's just a matter of doing all the things correctly, having the right principles and then it can kind of come into sequence.
1: Yeah, and like similar to what Josh was saying, a lot of times it's like those other factors that usually contribute to that like big spike or sorry, that like big drop in weight. So for example, um, for you guys who've been watching our YouTube series, I haven't lost like a ton, like I'm used to, um, compared to the first couple weeks. So let's say like one week was 0.4 pounds. I think the next was like 0.5. If next weigh-in is just absolute like a big jump um, or sorry big loss like let's say three pounds It's probably not because i've been storing on all this fat It's just because I made those small changes of d de- actually decreasing my calorie intake increasing my energy expenditure And that's it. It's it's not because of any weird holding on to weight It's just because I actually started doing things properly um, And and that could be like one thing that contributes But like josh was saying that even sometimes I find let's say of, of a stressful weekend for myself or just especially a client if they spike up a couple pounds and then the next week they see everything just goes like down like five or six pounds. It's probably just because, you know, their stress is way lower. They're, they're getting their eating under control and like, you know, they're just weighing in at the the right time and they're not sleeping in as much, like so many different things come into play, but I don't, yeah, like that's my best answer.
0: Awesome. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. And once again, a lot of this is nuanced. Um, bodies are very complicated things. I always say the body's the boss it will decide when it wants to drop. So funny that. yeah. More than anything, if someone's weight sticking, I try to attack it on all fronts, you know. I'll really go through, you know, logging accuracy. I'll go through water consumption. We'll go into sleep. We'll go into stress, and you know, sometimes you can do everything right, and it just won't pop down. But you know, more than anything, just staying consistent, staying disciplined, is what's going to actually cause it to drop. Yeah, buddy. Okay, so for our last question, because it's a fun one, uh, we're going to go into: Does apple cider help? Vinegar help with weight loss? So this is something you know that I've heard a lot. Uh, it's really popular in home remedies, and you know, everyone and their brother. It seemed like more so six months ago. I've heard. lot about it I haven't heard as much recently I feel like we're a little out of the gimmicky phase because everyone right now is just like at home and stuck and just realizes hey I just got to be active and eat well yeah Um, but there are a lot of claims of it right and people just claim it's a huge power player for weight loss so the question is it effective so my answer you know before I even dug into it with you know the research I have done was that I've, I've heard it could be, but it doesn't seem like it would be. Like, it seems like a little bit over the top, and I just don't necessarily care to assume something super acidic, uh, more than anything for my teeth, um, because, you know, that can be expensive, that can hurt, it can not feel good. And uh, there are some more drawbacks, even to that, right? Um, you know, after doing some research, uh, due to its acidic nature, it can damage various tissues and tooth enamel. Application of sensitive skin, excessive consumption, and excessive um, consumption of pickled foods in general can lead to damaged tissues. So, I don't know. I just personally don't care to mess with it. And there is also an association between, um, you know, pickled foods and gastric cancer. Um, but it's hard to say, you know, whether that's the whole connection. They say that vinegar could be a plausible explanation. And if you don't know something and research is shaky on it, you know, even looking at examine.com, a really reputable, you know, scientific website that examines supplements and quote unquote health tonics and cures, um, you know, it just seems really in the Air and I don't really care to gamble on something that's in the air that could have you know inherent negatives without being clear on the inherent positives. So, the one positive they said it might have is that they noted it seems to have a modest ability to reduce the glycemic index of foods, making it a possible tool for helping to manage uh, blood re- sugar. But more research is needed, and it's unclear how the effects will differ from any other type of vinegar. But the benefits are likely due to a differ. Um, a great deal because some acidic acid may be the main driver of its benefits so once again i don't know and there's claims that it's you know mildly appetite suppressing but it's just one of those things where it's it's a little far out for me and i just don't care to personally you know pioneer something that could be good could be bad like you know with my body i'm just not necessarily a gambler i try and go with the tried and true and you know as opposed to looking for the shortcuts just focusing on the main things you know the best way to reduce you know appetite suppression is just eat better foods, eat a higher protein diet, you know, consume more vegetables, like those fundamentals are inherent, they work. And to me, that's plenty without kind of having to go looking for a more abstract solution.
1: Yeah, I love it, man. That's a great answer. It's funny that you brought that up. Because I have like, literally probably two bottles sitting at home that I haven't used in like a year that reminds me I should throw them out. (laughs) But it's one of those things that it just it kind of like, you know it could be okay but like you don't really use it because you don't really believe in it and I always say to a lot of people with you know we, we keep going back to this I find that those that are looking for something let's say like to kind of maybe suppress their appetite a bit are maybe not even having enough fiber. That alone, like more fiber, more yeah, vegetables, definitely. like Josh said, will just do a world of a difference. So it's kind of like most important to really nail those fundamentals before you go looking for those external things that are like extra money, that just like don't really you know do a whole lot, that aren't even 100% sure. And yeah, that's just kind of our, our answer and our take on it. So
0: And yeah, once again, I'm not saying it's bad, I'm not saying it's good, I'm just saying this is a research, this is what I found, here's my opinion. If you do it and you feel amazing and you're completely cool with it, power to you. That's just my stance personally. And once again, you know. Sometimes, too, science won't be quite there with something, even though you know it's true. Like, even for a while, you know, I, there was a lot of research saying, you know, volume should only be done to a threshold. That's all the body can take, and you won't progress past that. But in my personal experience, you know, I've always pushed a lot of volume, not a ridiculous amount, but a significant enough amount. And I've always found I've gotten better results. I've gotten be- clients better results because of it. And then just a few years ago, boom, a new scientific uh, study came up saying that volume is positive. So you have to take, you know, research that you do. You you have to take your applied experience you know you need to take personal experience and then things with you've experienced with other people put that all into you know put it all together and make a informed decision right instead of just blindly trying things or blindly having faith it's just better to you know kind of go through these criteria and then once again you can have your lived experience like if it helps you feel better the placebo's there you've never looked never been leaner never felt better cool to you you know just try not to hurt yourself and yeah
1: yeah. And my other thing is a willpower, especially as I'm learning into, um, the, the, the power of habit book is like a thing that you can't like overdo. And the reason I brought this up is because every morning when I used to actually have apple cider vinegar, um, I used to have to like really bring myself, like, like I'd have to fight myself to bring, to, to actually consume it. Oh, you actually it. did it. Yeah. Like I so used to have it. So what was your experience it. with like, it? I just, see, I've never done it I didn't it see too. a difference, but like, i felt a little bit you know cleaner i guess you could say because it kind of hits you like a shot like it's strong but the main part is that like i'd have to fight myself to do it because it like in my opinion tastes so bad you add a little bit of water to it and it's like it kind of feels like it's like cleaning out your body in a way like that's just like how it feels but the point is that like i'd have to probably spend a couple minutes like oh I have to take this I want to try it out see how it is and stuff so the point is that like it's one of those things where it's like eh, it's not even worth it because like I was saying like you, you can only like fight your willpower so many times and I feel like if I'm wasting it on things like this that aren't going to make a big difference and it's kind of like eh, I'd rather just try to have a healthier breakfast instead of like force myself to have this random weird tasting drink but, Yeah, yeah I mean that's I tried a of saying years it.
0: Ago. yeah no that that's cool to know once again I haven't tried it so I mean hey and like you, you could spin it many different ways. You could say, hey, maybe, you know, doing that makes you feel positive, makes you feel like you're in a diet. Thing, yeah. You know, I, I say the same with those juices. You can buy yeah. like juices with a bunch of veggies and stuff. And they're cool, I just don't think they're worth six bucks you know, or seven bucks or whatever they are, you know, personally, and I get like the health shots, you'd be like, Oh, heck yeah, health, you know, I'm feeling good. I'm on a diet, right? This and that. But like, eh, I don't know, like, it's just such a personal thing. And that's why it's your body, you know, you're in charge of taking care of it. And, you know, just go ahead and do what you feel is best. Obviously, you know, do do the right thing. But uh, that's why Yeah, sometimes you have to look at it and then just make a decision. And maybe it's against the grain. But personally, once again, I just don't care to mess with it. Yeah, buddy. All right, I so that was kind of a fun episode. Hopefully, you learned something. We covered a wide array of topics, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, and once again, you know, if you're one of those three people that are ready to make the leap, jump into the challenge... This is your last chance to do so. Uh, literally, it will be closed by tonight. So if you're listening to this uh, you know any day after it was released, try and get to these episodes a little quicker. Uh, mm-hmm. So <laughs> a little urgency on our part there to actually be listening. And thank you to everyone who shares these episodes here. Uh, Instagram stories means the world, You know, both Mailbox Monday and Thursday. It helps bring in a lot of new viewers, get a lot of people onto the podcast, and gets us sharing uh, some of the content we believe to be some of the best in the fitness industry with everyone out there. So thank you so much for listening. and. And stay fit, healthy, and happy. Peace.